Welcome to the Flourish Heights podcast, made for women by women. I'm your host, Valerie Adjamine, women's health dietitian and the founder of Flourish Heights. To be empowered in health starts with a true connection with your body. Together, we are breaking through topics surrounding periods, women's nutrition, body awareness, self-care, and much more. Let's flourish and be the best version of ourselves. Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of the Flourish Heights podcast. Today is all about gestational diabetes. Maybe you've experienced this before or you know someone who has, but to me, I feel like if you're going to be, if you're looking to be pregnant one day, this is one topic you should absolutely know about because it affects so many women during pregnancy. And because most of us are not informed prior to pregnancy, it can feel scary after getting a diagnosis like this, but it really doesn't have to be. And on top of that, a lot of people don't know that genetics is definitely a huge factor in all of this. Like if your mom has gestational diabetes or she had it during her pregnancy, your chance of having it is a lot higher. So I'm really pumped about our special guest, Ryan Kipping, who is going to really break down everything you need to know about gestational diabetes. Well, when it comes to the basics, but especially when it comes to your diet, what to eat to help manage this condition that affects everyone so differently. Ryan is a dietitian and the author of the Feel Good Pregnancy Cookbook. She's also the founder of the Prenatal Nutritionist, which you probably know her on Instagram, and that is a virtual nutrition private practice. The Prenatal Nutritionist mission is to ensure every soon-to-be mama is confident in their ability to properly nourish a growing baby through a realistic nutrition approach. You are in for a treat now relax and enjoy the episode. Hey, Ryan, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. I've been like looking forward to this conversation because you are the prenatal nutritionist and I love all the work you are doing um, for women, you know, pregnant women on their pregnancy journey. It's amazing. So thank you for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So Tell us who you are, tell our listeners all about your work, your journey to becoming a prenatal dietitian. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I've just always been interested and fascinated in pregnancy ever since I went through my dietetics program. Whenever we first learned about pregnancy, I was like, yes, this is so cool. So exciting. This is something that I can definitely see myself, um, you know, a population I can definitely see myself working with. So to graduate, we have to do like a kind of like a thesis, some, some sort. Um, and I decided to do that on the effects of caffeine during pregnancy. So that kind of started my journey, um, into really diving into what is pregnancy nutrition and everything that is involved in it. And then once I graduated, I kind of had a few random jobs and eventually landed at a kind of pregnancy women's, um, small children clinic. So I did that for a while. Um, for about two years, I worked at that clinic helping the same population. And I decided I wanted to start my own business. So while I was working there, I decided to jump into like seeing these type of patients on my own. So honestly, my whole kind of career as a dietitian has mostly purely been focused on 
pregnancy um, and preconception too. I mm-hmm. started out doing a little bit of postpartum in the early stages of my business, but now I really just focus on preconception and pregnancy. Uh, but I just love it. I just love the fact that by helping one person, I can help multiple generations with nutrition and really make an impact um, across multiple generations. So I just love that about pregnancy. And I find that people are extra motivated too. Um, right. before I like started in the pregnancy space, I was kind of like dabbling in other areas of dietetics too. And I just found that this area specifically, people were like, yes, I am so in this, like, I want to do everything I can, um, whenever there's somebody else involved and somebody else that you care, I mean, so deeply about you are just so focused and want to make sure you have all the knowledge and information. So that's just what I love. A couple of things I love about it, but I could talk about this specific. Like, ever. <laughs> Clearly. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No, I mean, who would have thought a thesis paper on caffeine and pregnancy would lead you to this journey? I know. I know. Exactly. <laughs> no, you're doing amazing work. I mean, I just, we just did a whole, um, series on like fertility and the event that we just did, uh, back in August was on fertility. And a lot of people just don't know, um, especially if you're like, just, you know, trying to conceive or you want to be pregnant, there's a lot of things that we need to do to kind of prepare our bodies to properly, you know, um, house, uh, a growing baby. And so I think what you're doing is beyond beautiful and we can't stop talking about it. And so, um, I love the work that you're doing, but today specifically in our episode, I want to talk about something that does affect a lot of women uh, during their pregnancy. And also it disproportionately affects a lot of non-Hispanic black, Hispanic and American Indian mm-hmm. native women. A lot of women of color go through this compared mm-hmm. to like white women and that's gestational diabetes. Um, Yes, I think we hear about it, but we don't really know what it entails. Um, and I, I just want to get into the conversation. So first things first, what is gestational diabetes? What puts you at risk of getting it? Yeah. So gestational diabetes, and there's a lot of different kind of like definitions floating around, uh, but so, you know, according to most resources, it's diabetes that first develops in pregnancy and was not present before, Uh or it's first recognized in pregnancy. So nowadays there are a lot of people going into pregnancy with undiagnosed diabetes already. Um, and it's, it's very interesting because as we see the rates of just general diabetes going up, the rates of gestational diabetes are kind of mirroring that, which goes to show that there are a lot of people going into pregnancy with maybe undi maybe they don't have like they haven't they don't have full blown diabetes i guess but maybe they have prediabetes or something like that so that's where like the definition gets a little bit tricky because it's like do we group all of these people into one or do we right. kind of separate these people um but yeah so risk factors that was the second part of the question so like you said at the beginning um being of a certain ethnicity is definitely a risk factor um and i should also say anyone can get gestational diabetes, literally anyone. Um, There are certain things that do put you at slightly increased risk, but as I go through some of these, you're going to be like, well, that's pretty much everyone. (laughs) Everyone, everyone has at least like one of these risks. Tell us, tell us, right. So age, um, which 
so many people, I think the age of when people become first become a mom is increasing. Um, used to be like so much younger, but now people are, you know, I've, I've helped women that are like 40 plus have children. Um, and that's like normal now is like having your first child at the age of 40, which is so cool. Um, but anyway, I think it's over the age of 25. So that's a lot of people. If you're over the age of 25, automatic risk factor. Um, if you have a certain, uh, if you're of a, of a certain ethnicity, that's a risk factor. If you have a family history of diabetes um, and a close relative too, like just not, maybe not your mom or dad, but maybe like an aunt or uncle or a grandparent, mm -hmm. that's a risk factor. Um, previously having gestational diabetes, that's a higher risk factor. Um, if you've had gestational diabetes in a past pregnancy, um, if you have PCOS, that's a risk factor. Um, if mm -hmm. you have given birth to a large baby in a past pregnancy, maybe you just didn't have gestational diabetes, but your baby was a bigger baby at birth. That's a risk factor. So as I'm going through these, there are, I mean, there's so many risk factors. Like where does it helping. end? <laughs> exactly. So it's like, uh, there's just so many things. Um, and then, you know, I, there's so many people that actually don't have any of those items that I just listed and they, they still, still get it. it. Yeah, exactly. So, well, how is it diagnosed? Because I know there's this like breath test. I mean, like I have like close friends who, yeah. you know, are pregnant and they had to do like that. Like what there was like a certain week of their pregnancy. They have to do that test. So how is it yes. just diagnosed? Yeah. So generally the test is done between weeks 24 and 28 of pregnancy. Um, and this is getting like a little bit variable, but the standardized testing is you go in and you do like a challenge test. So that's what people are all like the one hour test. Um, and so if you go in, you do the one hour test and your numbers are abnormal for this one hour test, you come back. A second time. So if your if your numbers look good for this first one, they're like, okay, great. You're you don't have it. You can Bye. move on. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, okay, cool. And then if your numbers are abnormal, they're like, ah, we're gonna have to see you again. So then when they see you again, that's when you do the oral glucose tolerance test, which yeah. is the one that you know you drink that horrible juice. Well, Nasty. you actually typically drink the juice, I think in the first one too, but when you come back, you drink, yeah, that nasty what juice. Is this juice? Talks about. It's just like a syrup solution. Oh, okay. It's like a thick syrup um, or something. It's kind of like, it looks like orange Gatorade, oh, um, fun. but it's like way sweeter, like Yum. super sweet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but it's like 75 grams of sugar, Dang. which is not normal. Like nobody normally consumes that amount of sugar in one sitting, um, which is not. why <laughs> a lot of people fight it because they're like, this is not something I would ever consume in one sitting. Um, and it makes people feel like really shaky after a lot of times. And they just have a lot of symptoms after it. So people hate it, which I totally right. get, but right now it is, there's some other stuff coming on the market, which is really exciting, but like at the present day, this is one of the only standardized tests. Um, so you drink that drink and that the oral glucose tolerance test is actually a fasting one. So for the first one, you don't have to fast. You can eat before the test and everything. Mm -hmm. The second one, kind of like the real deal one <laughs> is where you have to fast, drink this solution. Um, and then they test your blood sugars at like one hour, sometimes three times but the ultimate is like at the three hour. So I think they do a fasting one hour, two hour, three hour. It's kind of like the most extreme. And if your blood sugar levels are high on 
two of those, then that's when they say you have gestational diabetes. That's a pain. That entire process, I would it's be a, so yeah. nervous. I'd be like yeah. so frustrated. Oh my yes. goodness. Yeah, okay. it is. It's a, yeah, there's a lot of anxiety around it, which I totally get. Um, and then there's people that I've worked with that don't want to do this and you can refuse it, right? You have oh, you the can. right to, yeah, you have the right to refuse doing this. Um, but usually not in your best interest to re- refuse right. it because I <laughs> mean, you want to wanna do, yes, you need to know, you want to do some form of testing. Um, you can opt for doing like at home monitors. Um, I've had some clients that have done this where they don't want to do this process. So instead they take uh, blood sugar test strips home and they basically track their blood sugars for at least a week. But usually if you're choosing this option, they want you to do it for two weeks. (laughs) And so you'd have to test your blood sugars four times a day at home, document all the numbers and then bring it into your provider. And then they'll look at the numbers and say, oh, we look good. Or actually these numbers don't look good. Um, so there's some different options, but you definitely want to talk to your provider and figure out what's best for you. Yeah. So I also hear a lot of like women just being concerned about, um, weight, like does weight Mm -hmm. have to do with it? Yeah, that is technically a risk factor. Um, overweight and obesity is on pretty much every list that you pull up that, you know, (laughs) is like, what are risk factors? Um, it, it isn't like solely right. A predictor, um, of gestational diabetes, like in itself, because when we're thinking about all of these risk factors, um, there's so many things that are involved with it and the cause of gestational diabetes. Like we don't even know 100% like the cause of it. It is a very complex condition that researchers and scientists are honestly still trying to figure it out. Like they're Mm -hmm. still trying to figure out all the underlying, underlying mechanisms of, you know, all the super sciencey physiological things that go on in your body whenever you're pregnant. So yes, I mean, weight is a potential factor, but you can still be skinny and have gestation. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Yes. You can just put that out there. Yeah. Quote unquote, normal weight. Right. And still get gestational diabetes. So while it is a factor, it is absolutely not the only factor. Um, and there's so many things outside of weight that can play a role. So, yeah. Now, if you get gestational diabetes, do you have diabetes for life after that? Does it just like magically disappear? Like after the baby's delivered, does it take like a couple of weeks for it to, you know, like leave? I don't know. Like, so tell us more about that. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that is a concern immediately with people that get gestational diabetes. Like, oh my God, do I just have diabetes now? Yeah. Um, and no, not necessarily. Oh. It should absolutely keep checking and monitoring your blood sugar levels after you have the baby. Um, that way they can know, okay, like the baby's here, blood sugars are back to normal. Um, and they should like throughout the whole year, postpartum after the baby, keep checking in on your blood sugars to Mm -hmm. know if it is something that's still hanging around or if it's kind of resolved itself. So not necessarily, but you are at risk for developing diabetes later on in life. Okay. So it, it, it will be really important for you to, you know, at your annual checkups, make sure that you are getting that blood work done, checking in on those glucose levels and being like, okay, I'm good. You know, cause I saw that approximately one in two women 
actually do develop prediabetes or have type two diabetes within 10 to 20 years. And I was like, oh my goodness. So we definitely need to probably focus more on like the prevention if, you know, or at least lowering your risk for it. Um, So say you are diagnosed with gestational diabetes. Like, what does that look like for someone? What do they need to do first? Like they, you know, like, so yeah, walk us through that. Yes. It can be very overwhelming and like a really dealing with the pregnancy already. Now you have a few diagnoses. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely crazy. Pregnancy is like so hard as it is. And then you're like, Oh great. And I have this to deal with, you know? Yeah. So yeah, hopefully you will have a great provider, maybe some great nurses around. Hopefully you can be with a dietitian. You have this whole support system in a very ideal world um, that can really walk you through the diagnosis, what it means, what are the first steps you're going to be taking. Diet is one of the biggest ways we can manage and control it. Okay. So the goal is to be able to manage it through gestational, through diet and um, exercise alone. But that's not always possible. It really depends on, highly depends on the individual. So most likely your doctor is going to send you with some instructions. Hopefully you get sent to a class. Maybe you find some self-education. I have some, I'll talk about at the end um, to help you figure this out. Um, they'll give you some time. And if you come back and your numbers are still looking high or they're like, so like a higher kind of borderline, then they might recommend a medication, um, or in kind of the most extreme cases, you would also have to do insulin. If that is the advice from your provider, then it is 100% recommended to take that advice and take the medication or the insulin, um, because it is so important that, you know, you have those levels managed during pregnancy. So hopefully first try the diet first. Mo- actually, most people can manage it through diet and exercise alone, which is good news because, mm-hmm. you know, you can control those things, you know? Yeah. So speaking of diet, like what are some diet tweaks someone can make? Because when somebody hears a diabetes, you're like, I can't have carbs, can't have sugar. Like, do they need to cut it out completely? Right. What are some things somebody would have to do just generally with their diet to help manage um, GD or diet, gestational diabetes? Yeah. So you're not, I mean, you're not wrong. Like diabetes in general and gestational diabetes is the same. The biggest nutrient that we are concerned about is carbohydrates because that is the only macronutrient that significantly affects our blood sugar. That said, you do not have to cut them out completely. You can still fit in like your favorite sweet treats too. There's room for all of your favorite foods still. And I always like to stress this at the beginning because people are immediately scared, immediately miserable. You Mm -hmm. know, it sucks whenever you have to cut out favorite foods and things that you enjoy eating. I totally get that. Um, so it's all about those small tweaks. Usually we like to take it meal by meal and figure out, okay, let's start with breakfast, right? What are we eating for breakfast? What are things we can add to our breakfast? Mm-hmm. Usually breakfast is one of the most problematic meals of the day. <laughs> well, well, even for, I, I heard like due to pregnancy hormones, like women with gestational diabetes have a, like the hardest time controlling their blood sugars, like in that yep. morning time frame. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Right. So that is always a good place to start working on breakfast and seeing essentially how many carbs your body can tolerate in the morning. And this is going to be variable person to person. Some people might only be able to have 
one serving of carbs at breakfast, which is about 15 grams of carbs, one piece of bread, one piece of fruit, something like that. Um, some people might be able to have two servings. Some people like even 15 grams of carbs might be too high and they oh, might wow. not even be able to have like that piece of toast, you know? Mm. So it is really, really variable per person, but I would absolutely start there. Um, and also think about protein. That's something I think about with all of my, you know, pregnant clients and people is like, are we getting enough protein throughout the day? Um, thinking about snacks too. That's something that automatically comes to mind with gestational diabetes as well is making our snacks really filling. Um, and then people think like, oh my gosh, I can only eat these three because you'll be given usually like a handout and it's like mm-hmm. here are meals to try. <laughs> and people feel <laughs> I know like exactly what you're talking about. I like hate handcuffs. <laughs> They're like, okay, I'm handcuffed to this set of meals. I've gone yeah. through this so many times with people and they just, and I get it. I would be miserable too. If somebody yeah. gave me a, a handout was like, these are the only foods you could eat. I oh would be gosh. like, are you kidding? Yeah. Like, this is just so forget fun. it. Just forget yeah. about this whole entire thing. I'm done. Yeah. So it's really, you know, I, and I think the dietitian's job is trying to figure out, you know, help them figure out their carb tolerance helping them make sure they're eating plenty of protein and then helping make sure they can still fit in variety in their favorite foods and all of these things that are still important because you're still pregnant for like a good amount of time. You know, there's still like three months where you don't want to be completely miserable. Like you still want to be able to, you know, enjoy mealtimes with your partner or the rest of your family or, you know. Yeah. And so like snacks, cause I, I, I'm a snack girl. I love snack. Same. So what are your favorite like gestational diabetes friendly snacks? Yeah. I Give mean, me three. There's, there's so many. Um, I love eggs in general. If you follow me at all on my page, you know that I talk about eggs constantly. And I think eggs are a great snack for gestational diabetes as well. Um, I love jerky, which is very confusing for people because people think that jerky is like off limits during pregnancy, but I think that is actually a great way to boost your protein intake and there's zero carbs in jerky. So mm-hmm. love that. Um, a good, like caprese salad, I think Ew. is so delicious, right? We're all like, <laughs> Oh my God, mouth watering. Well, you um, know what? Tell us what that is. Cause some people like are see, see it or hear it. And they're like, what is that? <laughs> So it's like mo- fresh mozzarella cheese, tomato, basil, and then olive oil and balsamic vinegar, or just olive oil and like a little bit of salt and pepper. So the good. Key, the key is like really fresh mozzarella cheese. Yeah. There. Oh my gosh. So, and the fresh yeah. basil too makes a difference. Yeah, yes, that's true. Fresh yeah. basil also makes a difference. Yeah. So those are great ones. I mean, nuts and seeds too. I guess I should throw that in there because nuts and seeds are always a kind of go-to snack for pregnancy. I think it's a great way to get some nutrients in and also, you know, have those healthy fats and everything. So with all of this, are there like key nutrients someone should consider whether like in a form of a supplement or just generally? Yeah. Speaking of nutrients. Um, (laughs) yes, there are definitely nutrients that are extra important for gestational diabetes too. Um, well, I mean, in general pregnancy as well, I just talked about eggs. So we'll start off with choline, there's some interesting research with choline and gestational diabetes. So super important to keep a lookout for that. That's why I added the eggs in there. It's one of those snacks, um, vitamin D crucial throughout pregnancy, but also crucial for someone that has gestational diabetes, 
magnesium. That's another Love one. Magnesium. <laughs> <laughs> that's super helpful throughout pregnancy with a lot of pregnancy symptoms too. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you're having leg cramps or, um, constipation even, and things like that, magnesium can be super helpful. Uh, and then another one would be DHA. So I just mm-hmm. mentioned healthy fats. DHA is one of the top fats that we want to be aware of. And Where can DHA, you get that from? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. Um, so I was going there. Um, <laughs> fish. So fish is like the best source of DHA. Um, if you can't do fish, then that is one that I would look into a supplement. Um, Cause usually if you're not a fish eater or if you're allergic to fish, right. Then you would struggle trying to get enough from sources that aren't fish. And even with fish too, like there's so much like concern, like what kind of fish should I eat? Or some doctors even say, don't eat fish at all. And I'm like, but salmon's okay for you to eat. Like it's low in mercury. Like, you know, you can eat that. Yes, absolutely. (sighs) Okay. So, um, just, I mean, like for moms diagnosed with GD, like, can they still, you know, breastfeed like after the baby's here? Yes. Possible. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. Um, I love, I mean, get as much support as you possibly can. If breastfeeding is a goal of yours, set up a, you know, look for a lactation consultant before you even have the baby. Hopefully you can have that conversation. If you deliver, make sure to get that lactation consultant in the room. Um, yeah, no concerns there as far as GD and breastfeeding. And when it comes to treatment, like, why Mm -hmm. is it so important for GD to be treated? Like what can go wrong if it's not like, what, like, how does it actually, I assume it's like, you know, affecting the baby in some, some sort. Yes. Yeah. So there is definitely uh, risk factors involved if it is not well-managed. Um, if it is well-managed, we want to say this first off the bat, well-managed gestational diabetes, healthy mom, healthy baby, all the way through, everything can be just beautiful and wonderful. Um, if unmanaged gestational diabetes, some of the biggest concerns are having a large baby. So this is called macrosomia. I'm sure you've probably heard that term. A lot of people may have heard that term, um, which is a baby that's basically larger than normal, um, which is not a good thing. Um, and then another big concern is hypoglycemia. So like low, low blood sugar, whenever baby is born, which is problematic as well. Um, and that's just because when they're inside of you, they're used to getting that constant supply of glucose because your levels are so high that, and they have to make insulin to get this glucose into them, but whenever they come out, they're removed from that supply, Mm -hmm. but they still have the insulin inside of them working. So that's causing that major drop in blood sugar when they arrive into the world and are not connected to you anymore. And that's problematic as well. Oh yeah. We don't, we don't want any of that ladies. We want to do our best to avoid those things. I also read somewhere like, um, those with gestational diabetes also are at greater risk for developing high blood pressure and preeclampsia during pregnancy. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. anything you can do to, to lower the risk of that. So, um, lifestyle tips to consider. I mean, you mentioned exercise also, um, Mm -hmm. what are some other tips there when it comes to lifestyle? 
Yeah, definitely. So I'm, you know, like to say my own lane, I'm nutrition all the way. Um, but of course there are other things you can do like exercise, um, and walking is like one of the best ways to keep your blood sugars in check. It is like so simple (laughs) and you can like listen to your favorite book and music Walking after dinner is something I always suggest. Even if you don't have gestational diabetes, I think getting a walk-in after dinner is incredibly helpful just for health in general. So that's always something I recommend. Um, if you have um, a trainer or go to workout classes, I mean, just find something you like, anything. Like indoors. That's the, yeah, indoors right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like so hot outside. Um, but yeah, definitely exercise. Sleep is another important one stress. These things are all components for sure. I love that. Thanks for sharing. So as we're kind of wrapping this up, Mm -hmm. what would you say to women struggling, you know, or stressed out? Maybe they're newly diagnosed with gestational diabetes. What do you want to say to them? Just take it day by day, focus on one day at a time. Um, if you try to focus on the next three months, you're, you will get overwhelmed. So take it day by day, Take those small steps. Like I said at the beginning, start with one meal or one snack at a time, tweak it, try to figure out, you know, what's going to work best for you um, and then move on from there and get help, seek out support. Don't do it alone. I mean, you're definitely not in this alone. Um, If you can get professional help, awesome. If you can reach out to maybe some friends or join like a support group. I'm sure there are support groups out there for other people with gestational diabetes, just all the support you can get. I love that day by day. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and so any other resources, I mean, we'll definitely link your information in the show notes. People can connect with you and all the amazing things that you're doing, but any other resources you'd like to share? Yeah. I mean, definitely come to my page. I have two Instagrams actually that we post information on every single day. So at prenatal nutritionist at the prenatal nutrition library, both of those are great to follow. We are actually working on a new gestational diabetes program right now. It's not going to launch until 2023, the beginning of 2023. Um, I'm not sure when this, you think you said this is airing in the fall. Um, but yeah, so keep an eye on that. If you're newly pregnant, maybe in the fall and then, you know, looking at the last half of your pregnancy in the new year, keep an eye out on that. We're really excited about it. Wonderful. And so this is a one last question I have for you. I ask all of our special guests that come on the show and that is how do you flourish? Oh man. I love self-care. I am like, I'm so into self-care anything that is going to like boost my mood. I'm just like in for, I recently got a massage membership. Oh, I am like living for, (laughs) (laughs) um, that's great. I love to read my sister and my mom and I have like a book club going on. So we love to read. I mean, I love to try new workout classes. That's like my jam. You're like, I got to take care of myself. I love that. Self-care is important. It never Mm -hmm. will never not be. (laughs) Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for sharing all of this information around gestational diabetes. We really appreciate you coming on the show and we can't wait to connect more and hopefully you'll be able to come on and talk about all the things around Mm -hmm. prenatal nutrition. So we'll link all your information in the show notes and um, thank you so much. 
Thank you. Such great information Ryan shared today. If you enjoyed today's episode all about gestational diabetes, please leave a rating and review. That would help us reach so many more people around the world. Share with a girlfriend who needs this episode. I would really appreciate it. All right, this was fun. I'll catch you in the next episode. And until then, keep flourishing. Thank you.